This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. I want to start off by making a statement. We cannot accomplish greatness in the future if we are not achieving and pursuing greatness now. You hear that? We can't accomplish the big, great things that we want to accomplish in the future if we're not taking steps right now to make that happen. And so this series is a very right now kind of series. It's a series that's going to go through some really interesting topics that I believe if we actually put them into practice and we took them seriously, that it could absolutely change our lives completely. Now, The thing is, this is a right now kind of series. And so that also means that you can very easily brush this stuff off and keep moving. And you can leave it in the past and say, yeah, whatever. But I believe that if we take this stuff seriously, some of it's going to seem very elementary. Some of it's going to seem very, very like, oh, really, dude? You're spending a whole Sunday talking about one passage? Yeah, today we're spending a whole Sunday talking about one passage. But the thing is, if we take this stuff seriously, I believe that this series, the content that we cover... It can be the kind of thing where you kind of put your flag in the sand, and when you get down the road in life, you can look back and say, yeah, that's when I made a significant change. That's when I made a shift in my perspective. That's when I made a shift in my life that has completely changed my destination and changed everything about it. And so we're starting a series today that we're calling Making a Change, and it's going to just be a three-week series. It's going to be very simple, but it's going to be very straightforward and very to the point. And so today we're going to talk about this concept of less is more, this idea that less is more. And then next week we're going to look at giving is good. I kind of stole my thunder a little bit this morning at uh, the, the offering time. That was like my main thing for next week. So there's a little spoiler alert. I'll have to, I'll have to do something else, right? I'll have to uh, really open up and say, God, lead me, guide me, direct me. Um, and then the third week we're going to talk about how tomorrow matters, and how these things all kind of come together. And so when we were planning this back in December, I remember even then getting really excited about the content of this series and what we're going to talk about. And so if you'll pray with me really quick, we'll jump right in. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for that powerful time of worship that we get to come together as a community of people and sing corporately to you, just sing praises and adoration. And we carve out time to just respond to who you are in our lives. God, I pray this morning as we open your word, I pray that we'd be able to check our baggage at the door, whatever family baggage or work baggage or stress that we have that's clouding our minds. I pray that you would just, that we would be able to lay that at the foot of the cross and you would open us up to be receptive to your truth. God, I pray that you would use me as an effective mouthpiece for what you have for us today. And I pray this morning that we would leave encouraged, challenged, and changed. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. amen. So culture consistently tells us that if one is good, two is better, right? For my, for my uh, illustration today, I could have had one bowl of, of Reese's peanut butter cups. I, I wish I had a swimming pool of Reese's peanut butter cups, and I could just dive in and just, and let, let me have it, right? One bowl would have been great for my illustration, but culture tells me two bowls is better. Can I get an amen on that? I can get an amen on that. Okay, beautiful. Come on, preach. Um, (laughs) 
One, okay, Nutter Butter Bars. I call them Nutter Butter Bars. I think they're called Nutty Buddies. I don't know. They're the wafers with the peanut butter in the middle covered in chocolate. Do we know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. I believe if Jesus was around and crafting snacks, he would craft that because it's just that good. One Nutter Butter Bar is good, but two is better, right? That's what culture tells us. And that's not what our waistline tells us, but that's what culture tells us. If one is good, two is better. A car here in the American consumeristic culture One car is stressful, right? When you have two jobs and two adults and kids. and One car is stressful and difficult and all this stuff, but two cars is more peaceful. It's easier. There's more freedom in that, right? Culture tells us that $100 is good, but $200 is better. If I gave you anyone in this room the option, hey, do you want $100 or do you want $200? You'd be an idiot if you said $100, correct? I mean, for the most part. That's kind of our, our cultural norm, our understanding. One TV is good. Two TVs is better. So check this out. This is not found off the internet. This is Leo's dad, okay? Leo walked in his house last week, and he was like, I walked in, and my dad had two TVs set up. And he's like, Dad, what are you doing? And his dad goes, one is action, one is the news. Listen, guys, guys, this is Walker, Texas Ranger and MSNBC. So we have like extreme Republican and extreme down, all taking place at the same time. But I love, the more I hear about Leo's dad, the more I'm like, he needs to be my best friend. He really, he paints big murals on the inside of his house. That's awesome. Loves golf. I suck at it, but I love it. That's awesome. Right? I just, I need to be Leo's dad. And, and, and look at this. Look, he's even got his golf balls here on the floor. What more does a man need in life? He probably built that ship, let's be honest. My gosh. My gosh. That's probably a smaller replica of the actual ship he built because he is the most interesting man ever. Um, But one TV is good, two TVs is better. Many of us have more than one TV in our house. But what if culture is wrong? What if more is not always better? What if more is not always better? See, we're looking at one passage today, and we're going to drive that one passage home hard. We're going to talk about one thing all day, one passage, and it's a very short passage, and that's all it's going to be, but here's the deal. It can either be brushed off, like I said earlier, or it can completely change you. It can change the way that you go through life. It can change the way you approach your automobiles. It can change the way you approach television. It can change the way you approach your kids. It can change the way you approach your wardrobe. It can change the way you consume anything. It can change everything about you. Everything. So the passage that we're covering this morning is in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 6. Ecclesiastes, now, if you didn't know, the Bible is, is a collection of 66 books, and each of these books are written in different literary forms, right? And so there's a section kind of right in the middle, if you're thumbing through, it's right in the middle, called wisdom literature. It's like Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, uh, Job, all that kind of stuff, right? And so Ecclesiastes finds itself in that portion of Scripture, So it's this wisdom literature. It's this idea of do this and your life will be better, right? A lot of the content from that is do this and it will drastically improve your life. You know, we talk about it all the time. Following Jesus not only makes life better, but it makes you better at life. Well, wisdom literature is a lot of that too. Wisdom literature has a lot of insight for you. 
And an interesting caveat here, Proverbs has 31 books in it. There's usually 31, or 31 chapters. There's like 31 days in a month, typically. So if you read a chapter of Proverbs a day, you'd be like almost as wise as me, which is a big deal. I'm just kidding. But it, it would be a great kind of reading plan if you don't read the Bible too often. You're like, oh, where do I start? I opened this book called Lamentations and I hated it. Okay, start with Proverbs. Read a chapter a day. It's a lot of wisdom. It's a lot of stuff that's going to make you make your life better, but also make you better at life. So in Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse six, it says this. It says, better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. This passage can radically and drastically change your life. It can totally change your life. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil chasing after the wind. Better is one handful, gotta make sure it's a big handful as I grab a handful of Reese's. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and trouble. Better is one handful with peace and rest and calm than two handfuls constantly on the grind, constantly reaching for more, constantly stressing out. Because here's the deal. When we go through life with two handfuls, what do we do when someone comes up to us and needs a hand? Sorry, man, I can't. I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that. I'm too busy, I'm too full, my life's too full, I can't do that. What do we do when someone needs help? Both of our hands are already full. What do we do when someone needs encouragement? Sorry, my hand's are full. Better is one handful with tranquility than two with turmoil. If we have one handful and someone needs a hand up, we have a hand to offer. If we have one handful and someone needs help, we can help. If we have one handful and someone needs time with us, needs comfort, needs lunch, just needs to go on a drive, we can do that because we have one hand free to do those sort of things. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and turmoil and stress. Better is one handful and an intimate relationship with my kids than two handfuls and they grow up and I miss it. And I get to the end and say, man, what happened? Where did it go? I was working all the time so I could support my two handfuls. Better is one handful and a good, healthy relationships with our friends and our family than two handfuls and the pursuit of things to impress people we don't know or don't even like, and they don't care. Better is one handful and experiences, family vacations, taking a drive with your family, with your spouse, with whomever, than two handfuls and no time for each other. Better is one handful and a strong marriage than two handfuls and accumulating a bunch of stuff. Better is one handful and the ability to make a difference in someone's life than two handfuls and being completely consumed in ourselves. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with, with turmoil. And see, here's the deal. I feel like a large part of the problem is that we think we need two handfuls 
because culture tells us we need two handfuls and TV tells us we need two handfuls and internet tells us we need two handfuls and everyone around us, our neighbors tell us we need two handfuls and the bigger house down the street tells us we need two handfuls and the new car that just pulled into the driveway next door tells us that we need two handfuls. And the problem is these two handfuls, we're filling it with stuff that doesn't matter, that doesn't truly matter. We spend so much of our time and so much of our life pursuing things that really truly don't matter. I mean, honestly, if you were to just kind of sit back, let's do this. Everybody close your eyes, and I want you to make a list in your head of the most important things in life. The absolute top of the list, the most important things. What Answer the question, what really matters? What really wholeheartedly matters to me? What is the most important thing in my life? Now, let me give you another filter as you're doing this. You have 90 days to live. You have three months to live. What is the most important things in your life? How are you going to spend the next 90 days? How are you going to spend your time? What conversations are you going to have? What's going to jump to the top of your priority list? Think about it. What are the most important things in your life? Now, you can open your eyes. Listen, I don't know what your answers were. It's probably 100 people in this room, and about 100 of you probably have 100 different answers. But I can almost guarantee what's not on the list When you think I have 90 days to live, what's the most important thing to me? I can almost guarantee that in your head, the number on your bank account didn't show up, how much money you have in the bank. That probably wasn't at the top of anybody's list. And if it was, we'll have a counseling session later. What probably wasn't at the top of the list are those new countertops you just got in your house. That's probably not the most important thing in your life. The new shoes that you just got or that you want or that you're going to get probably wasn't at the top of your list. The new car that you need probably wasn't at the top of your list. The number of Instagram followers you have or Facebook likes you get on your little pictures that you post of your kids, probably not at the top of your list. How many retweets you got? Probably not at the top of your list. Yet we spend so much time and so much energy and so much effort pursuing those exact things. The things that really, truly, in the grand scheme of things don't matter as much. There are things that are so much more important. We need less of what doesn't matter and more of what actually matters. Rather than having two handfuls of a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter, have one handful of the things that really, truly matter, and then you're able to have a hand free. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with turmoil. And so for us to kind of embrace this, we need a shift in our perspective. We need a shift in our approach, in our lifestyle. And so I've kind of come up with this little, like, starter kit. You know, on Facebook, they got, like, the starter kit memes. So if we were to make a meme of this, it would be the, the less is more starter kit. And there's three things in this starter kit. So if you're taking notes, there's three things to kind of jumpstart this in your life, to live this sort of less is more perspective and this less is more approach. The first thing is cut back. Simple. Cut back on your consumption. Cut back. Um, I got a cousin who's a numbers guy. He works um, in like mortgage, finance, something, I don't know, something with numbers. But uh, I was playing poker with him once. Um, I was, I have a friend who was playing poker one time. 
and his cousin, I'm not saying the pastor plays poker, but if you have a poker party, the pastor will come. I'm not saying he'll come, but I'm saying he might. I'm saying he might really like to play a lot. Um, and it's okay if you play for money. I'm not saying that officially, but that might be the case. Um, but my friend who was playing poker, um, his cousin once gave him a, a bit of advice that really helped his poker game a lot. And uh, he, said, he said this. He said, um, let me make sure I got this right. He said, it's not about how much you gain. It's about how much you lose when you're playing poker. And I was like, wow, that's weird. Because I always thought... I need to get all the chips. Like, I need to be in every hand so I can have all the chips because Sam wants all the chips, right? I need to consume all of them because at the end of the game, if I have all the chips, I'm the champ, right? And that, I mean, that seems pretty logical. Was, I a compl- uh, was my friend a complete idiot for thinking that? Probably not, right? But he said, no, listen, it's not about how much you gain. It's about how much you're losing because you're nickel and diamond yourself here and there, getting in every hand, getting in every pot. And so you need to kind of protect the resources and the things that really matter. And so we need to cut back. It's not about gaining everything. It's about holding on to the things that are precious and that are important and that are dear to us. In in Luke chapter 12, verse 15, Jesus says this. He says, life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Think about it. If we had less stuff, just think about it. If we had less stuff, honestly, would we be able to spend more time with our family? If we had less car payments, a smaller house payment, less credit card, I'm not gonna, that's, that's coming up. If we had less stuff that it takes for us to live, if we had less two handfuls of stuff, would we be able to spend more time with our family? Would we be able to have more friends Would we have richer and more true experiences in our life? Think about it. If we took the things that were most important and put them in the most important position, would that radically, drastically change our life? Step one in this starter kit to kind of jumpstart this thing is cut back. You don't have to have the latest version and edition of every single technological thing that comes out. You just don't. When the iPad Pro came out, I was ready to sell one of my children for it. I wanted it so bad. You're laughing, but I'm not kidding. I'm not going to tell you which one. Some of you know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I mean, but I, I teach off of an iPad 2. You know when this came out? Like 2000, uh, never. Came out like 1984, right? And that's okay. That's okay. And that has to be okay with us. We don't need the latest and greatest of everything. You know, we don't need when we have a 2016 minivan and the 2017 minivan comes out, we need to get that one because the moms in the pickup line are going to think that I'm like that much cooler because I have the 17 instead of the 16, right? Cut back, cut back on our consumption. We don't have to have everything just because TV and internet and culture tells us we have to have everything. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with turmoil. Step one, cut back. Step two, clear out. If you're taking notes, clear out. Make room for open space. Many of you have heard conversations in the lobby and whatnot that you guys are onto this whole like minimalist thing, right? It's like sweeping the nation. But it's this like idea of, of minimalism. And there's a documentary on uh, Netflix and there's books and there's Facebook pages and there's all this stuff. And I prepared this message all week and then uh, it was done yesterday or Friday morning and then last night I watched the minimalist documentary and I wish I would have watched it on Monday because it would have made my life way easier 
in preparing for all of this. But, um, you know, many of you guys are kind of on that, so you know what I'm talking about, but I was talking with Ken on Wednesday night at at, uh, our Ash Wednesday service, which if you didn't come, you're probably going to hell. If you did come, it was awesome. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. You can still go to heaven. But it was awesome, and you missed it, and you should have been here. Next time, make sure you come. But I was talking with Ken on Wednesday night, and um, I came to the realization that Ken is, is, was telling me about this documentary, and I came to the realization that I'm a maximalist. If there's such a thing, if there's not, I'm going to start my own podcast. But I am a maximalist. I have everything I need for every single situation and every situation that you might be in. I have what you need too. You know, I have a kayak. I have a kayak in my garage. I've never put it in water, but I have it. I have a kayak. I have one. You can't go by yourself. Don't know why I have a kayak, but I do. I was talking to my wife last night. I have three full-body hunting outfits. Camouflage, full camouflage. I've gone hunting three times in my life. I don't know why. I have Mickey Mouse boots. Do you know what those are? They are like, I I didn't plan on getting into all this. This is going to be embarrassing. Uh, They're like these like big rubber boots that are military grade for like the Air Force. And they go to like negative a million degrees, right? And like, I have those. Sam has, maybe I can wear them in my kayak, you know? (laughs) I have, I'm a maximalist. I'm a recovering, after watching that documentary last night, now I'm enlightened, and I'm a recovering maximalist. Um, but here's the deal. Um, earlier in the week, I knew this, this topic and this content was coming up, and so my family did something really, really interesting. I'm, a, I'm breeding mini maximalists. My wife is a maximalist. It, it is what it is. So we're in recovery. So at the beginning of the week, we said, you know what we're going to do this week? We're going to give away 100 things. Some of you are like, I don't even own 100 things. Listen, I had over 100 pairs of shoes, personally. I told you, I have something for every event. I have some sweet cowboy boots. <laughs> Never worn them, but I got them, right? So we made the decision that we're going to give away 100 things this week. Okay, let me preface, we thrift store a lot, okay? I would venture to say that like 90% of my shoes are from the thrift store, so don't judge. Stop with your judgment, I feel it, okay? Back off a little bit, all right? We're all human here, jerks. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. So we made the decision that this week we're going to give away 100 things. And so we went through with our kids, and we broke it down. I have four kids. Um, The youngest one, Jackson, we're not going to give away any of his stuff because he doesn't have a lot of stuff anyway. He's the fourth kid. Hashtag fourth child problems. And so I took my three older kids, and we each grabbed 20 things. I'm giving away 20 things, my wife's giving away 20 things, and then each kid is giving away 20 things. And so I sent Jude, and he went through, my oldest, and he grabbed 20 things that he's given away. Most of them were broken anyway, but it's, it's the thought that counts. Um, I sent Titus, and he came back with all of Monroe and Jackson's toys. I said, okay, I'm ready. And I'm like, Titus, come on, dude. Like, this is your stuff. And then he came back. Once he understood the concept, it was great. He came back with, like, his best toys. He's like, check it out. And I was like, now, you know you're giving these away, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, he gets it. That's, that's awesome. Like, lightsabers and really cool, like, glowing, th- I don't know, whatever. So he did that. I, uh, Monroe cried the whole time. <laughs> Just didn't want to give away anything. Um, so we, we made it through. We gave away some dollies and some stuffed animals and things, and she was not pleased at all. So she's a maximalist in progress and in, in, in recovery as well. And then my wife gave away things. And I was able to give away 20 pairs of shoes this week, which like ripped out a piece of my heart. But like I said, I'm in recovery. And so we made this challenge. We said, you know what? We're going to create some space. If we're talking about less is more and we're giving these concepts, we need to live these concepts. 
You know, I don't want to get up and talk about generosity and then me not be a generous person. I don't want to get up and talk about this and say, guys, listen, we need to live with one handful with tranquility rather than two handfuls with turmoil. And then I have, I'm a, a thriving maximalist leading my own revolution, right? And so we gave away 100 things. I would challenge you, take that challenge. Give away 100, th- 100 things. Maybe for you, it's not 100 things. Maybe for you, it's 10 things. Maybe for you, it's one thing. But begin to create space because when we create space in our house, what it does is it psychologically, it says, you know what, these are just things and things are not the most important to me. And so I can just give things away and that's no problem because at the end, it's just things. And so I would challenge you guys to take the same challenge with your family. Maybe it's one thing, 10 things, 20 things, 50 things. Maybe it's 100 things. If you're a bigger maximalist than me, maybe it's 200 things. I don't know. But I would challenge you guys to kind of step up and do that. That's an easy first step in this starter kit. So step one, cut back. Step two, clear out. Step three, this is going to make some people upset, but pay off. Financial stress is the absolute worst. It's the worst. Remember when you used to say that in middle school? You're the worst. Financial stress is the worst. It's the worst. It's horrible. You know how all statistics are made up? Do you guys believe that, or is that just something I believe? Well, I made up a statistic too, so we're going to go with it. 95% of marital fights are over money. I just made that up. But you can look it up, and it might be true. But let's be real here. In marriage, how many of your fights are over money? And then the other 5% is because the husband actually thought he was right for once. I mean, come on. Is this just my marriage, or is this other people's? Am I being too transparent this morning? Do I need to back off a little bit? But really, financial stress is so terrible. It's the worst. In Proverbs chapter 22, verse 7, it clearly says, again, this is in the wisdom literature. This is the stuff that's going to make your life better and make you better at life, right? In Proverbs 22, 7, it says, borrower is slave to the lender. We are slaves to our credit cards. We are slaves to our spending and our consumption. Step one, cut back on your consumption. Step two, clear out some of the junk in your life. And step three, pay off. Pay off that stuff. Pay it off. Because financial stress is the worst. Something we need to really wrap our heads around is this. The richest and happiest people in the world are not those who have the most. The richest and happiest people in the world are not those who have the most. It's those who need the least. It's not those who have the most, it's those who need the least. Versus this mentality of, I need what I don't have. If I don't have it, I need it. If I don't have it, I need it. You know, I ask somebody, how many motorcycles is, is, is the right amount of motorcycles? And they say, one more than I currently have. How many bicycles is the right amount of bicycles? One more than I currently How many pairs of shoes is the right amount of shoes? One more than I currently have. And that's our mentality. But the reality is, the happiest and richest people in the world are not the ones with the most stuff. It's the ones that need the least. But now I don't want you to walk out of here and think, oh, well, he's calling me to a life of poverty. That's not, that's not what's happening here, okay? I'm not saying that you have to have nothing, okay? I'm saying it's better to have a few nice things that you own rather than having a bunch of junk that owns you. It's better to have a few nice things that you own rather than having a bunch of junk that owns you because here's the deal, if we're being honest, many of you really, really want to be generous. Many of you really, really, really want to help others. 
You really do. It's genuine inside of you. You really want to be generous. You really want to help others. Many of you really, really, really want to change the world. You really do. Many of you really, really have these hopes and these dreams and these aspirations that you want to fulfill and you want to chase after, but the reality is you are paralyzed because of your two handfuls. You want to be generous. You want to help others. You want to chase those dreams you had when you're 20s that are now dead because you're in your 40s because you have two handfuls. You're paralyzed by these two handfuls. And Ecclesiastes tells us, Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with turmoil. You can't afford to leave work early to hang out with your kids. You can't afford it because of your two handfuls. You can't afford to help the homeless or the needy or the single parents or being generous. You can't afford to pursue your dreams. And here's the deal. It's not because you don't make enough money. That's not why you can't afford these things. You make enough money, but it's because both of your hands are full with things that you need. Is everybody pissed off yet? Do I have a few more people to make angry? My inbox is going to be huge this week. But that's the reality of it. I can't afford to do that. I can't afford to take a day off. I can't afford, why? It's not because you don't make enough money. You make enough money. You can't afford it because your hands are full of junk that owns you rather than a few things that you can own. Does that make sense? Do you see how this can be a game changer? This can be a paradigm shift. This can completely change your approach to life. Because here's the deal. When both handfuls are full, right now both of my handfuls are full of Reese's peanut butter cups. I'm happy. At least I think I'm happy. Right? I feel good. I got all my stuff. I'm here. I got it going on, right? I'm living life. I have to work the long hours to keep up with these Reese's Cups. And I have to do this, and I have to do that, and I have to do this, and I have to do that. But I don't realize that these Reese's Cups own me right now. Because I have to work so hard to keep these Reese's Cups. But here's the deal. If we started living life like this, right? I got my handful, heads up, coming at you, coming in hot. Coming in hot. There's some more. Don't throw them back. But if I started living life like this, right? I promised a youth group up in the balcony that I'd try and get this home to them. So here you go. Heads up. Ah! Broken chandeliers, broken eyeballs, screaming babies. Come to Central Church. I'm not going over there because I see the little guy. All right. Sorry for those of you who stood over there. Who did I not get? Did I not get back there? Dunkelbergs, Crystal, Anthony. Crystal's like, hello. But look, I'm living life. Man, this is really hurting some people. They're like, I'm never coming back. I got a black eye at Central. Oh, is it a good altar service? No, the pastor started throwing things. Here. I'm I'm watching out for the baby. Here, look, I'm throwing him at the ground for you guys. There you go, right? But if we start living life like this, open-handed, taking the things and giving them away, cutting back, creating space, right? Think about it. Before, I was super happy. Now, this whole room is super happy. We all got Reese's, right? Do you get the picture? Do you get the point? Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with turmoil. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with turmoil. When we're able to take that other hand and bless others, when we're able to take that other hand and help others, when we're able to take that other hand and make an impact on others, it's so rewarding. Like when I got in the car in the parking lot of Kroger, I just sat there and cried. That meant so much more to me than it probably did to her. 
And the only reason that happened is because I had one hand open, waiting, ready, willing to make it happen. And I'm not special. I'm broken. I'm a moron. I'm a maximalist. I get it. I'm right there with you. I'm not up on my high horse saying, get on my level, right? That's not what's happening. I'm saying, guys, this is so huge. This is life-changing. This is, this is like trajectory-altering. This can change the course of your existence. And so maybe you're in here this morning. Maybe you're in here today and you need to shift your perspective. Maybe you need to go home with your spouse or by yourself or with your kids or, or whatever. And you need to go home and you need to make a list of what's really important. You need to do an inventory of things that are really important. And then you need to allow that to change you. You need to allow that to actually create change in your life. Say, these are the things that are most important. Now, how am I going to wrap my life around that? Rather than allowing my life to dictate what's important, rather than allowing my job to dictate what's important, rather than allowing my bank account to dictate what's important, rather than allowing all these other things that don't really truly matter if I get down to it. Maybe you need to make a list and say, these are the things that are going to change me. These are the things that are going to guide me. Don't put them back, Leo. (laughs) Share with someone else. Here, come on. (laughs) But these are the things that are going to change me. Maybe some of you, you need to make a list and do something like that. Maybe you're here today and you need to shut down the voice of culture. You need to shut down that voice that's saying, more is better, more is better, more is better, more is better. You need more, you need more, you need more. And you need to take your life back. You need to take your life back and stop letting them run your life and take on this approach and this mentality that less is more. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with turmoil and chasing after the sun. Guys, this can be so massive. All of us, we need to understand that the richest people in the world are not the ones who have the most. It's the ones who need the least. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, it says, Godliness with contentment is great gain. Some of us need to pray for contentment. We need to pray that God would make us content, that we would stop wanting everything all the time, but that he would make us content with what we have, and we would embrace the idea that one handful is better with tranquility than two handfuls with turmoil. But may we all shift our perspective to the dreams and the passions and the directions that God has for us because he's placed them uniquely in your hearts. Let us focus on those things and pursue them wholeheartedly with one handful free so that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus. This can be game-changing. And so what I want to do this morning is we've carved out some intentional time. The band's going to lead us in one or two more songs and I want you guys to take an inventory. I want you to say, what's guiding me? What's pushing me? What's driving me? What owns me? Take an inventory of what's really important, what matters the most, and then allow that to change your life. Allow that to change who you are. Allow that to change where you're heading because we can't achieve greatness in the future unless we work on greatness right now. And I know many of you have dreams and aspirations and goals. Many of you have kids and families. You want to be generous. You want more time with your kids. You want more time. You want these things. But it's a matter of doing business now to get these things later. Does that make sense? So I'm going to pray, and the band's going to lead us, and it's going to give you guys an opportunity to kind of do some business with God this morning. Let's pray. God, 
I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for your truth. I pray this morning that as there are many people in this room who are kind of wrestling and throwing around these different concepts, these different ideas, looking to make them a reality, I pray that you would send your Holy Spirit to be the illuminator in our lives, to illuminate areas that we need to surrender to you, to illuminate areas that we need to lay down altogether. But God, I pray that we would embrace this ideology that less is more, that better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls running around like a chicken with our head cut off in turmoil and stress and unrest. Better is one handful with peace, calm, and rest, pursuing the things that you've called us to pursue than two handfuls that own us. God, I pray that we would do business with you this morning and as we draw near to you, you'd remain faithful to your word and you would draw near to us. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.